This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Anyway, so hey, it is our Springfield Sangamon Growth Alliance segment, and CEO of the uh, Thrive and SPI folks is uh, Ryan McCready. Hi, Ryan. You walked into, of course, the fun and frivolity of the uh, oh yeah staff Robertson Packalaw for Hall. For, for, I can tell I do my best behavior today because yeah, yeah, no, uh, no, yeah, leave that at home. No, no, leave that at home. There's no behavior. There's no room. Than, there's no room for that here. Yeah, it's all poor behavior actually here <laughs> on a day like today. But uh, this is interesting stuff. The downtown Springfield sure. master plan. Paulie and I were chatting about it on Thursday when the news was still relatively fresh. And, mm-hmm. uh, well, it still is. But um, it's uh, the, the the big news was the grant. And this is right. a $150,000 grant. What is this grant? Where is it from? Yeah, this is from the state of Illinois through the RISE program. It's a $150,000 grant. And what is interesting is a coalition of organizations had already begun working to put together a downtown and mid-Illinois medical district master plan. Mm-hmm. So the med, med district has a master plan that was created back when it was first started, so it needs to be updated. We don't have a master plan for downtown Springfield. So, you know, people, if you don't know the boundaries of either one, you can't tell when you cross from one to the other. And yeah. frankly, those two districts can and should serve each other in different ways based on services and housing that exists. Um, so we thought, well, why don't we do a combined Master plan. So the Growth Alliance of City of Springfield, Downtown Springfield, Inc., uh, the Community Foundation, Orlando Lincoln, and the Middle Illinois Medical District are partnering up to coordinate a master plan for downtown and the medical district. And this grant is going to fund a very large portion of the cost of that. And it's going to be, it's it's been an interesting process. And that right now, it's really starting to take off in the area of public input. Sounds like it's a blank slate right now it is a blank slate and that's what we want people to know that th- this is not a preconceived plan uh, we've set up a website springfieldmasterplan.com that's easy to remember and this is an opportunity for the public to get input so you can actually go on that website provide your input draw using a tool they have draw where you want might want uh, amenities housing parks those types of things provide your input into that plan over the next few months, there's going to be public sessions where you can come and verbally give your input if you prefer to do it that way. Um, th- that the, the plan will be better if we get a lot of public input. So we really want to encourage people, no matter how crazy an idea you think it might be, to to provide your input to this plan. Um, people sometimes question about, you know, why we spend money on plans, and I get that. But frankly, absent a plan, you don't know what success looks like. You know, and in my job, I talk to business owners a lot. And that's a question I sometimes ask is what's what's success look like? And I think it's surprising how many times we can't answer that question. And having this master plan is going to be able to allow us to say, this is what the community wants here. Then I can take that to developers and tell them, look, the community got together. This is what our plan is for downtown in the medical district. This is how you can be a part of it. And this is what's going to happen in the future. So what areas would we be talking about? I mean, it looks mm-hmm. like this is anything. It could be commercial development. Sure. It could be housing. It could yep. be anything, right? Yeah, anything you can imagine. If you think about live, work, and play, right? Yeah. Uh, commercial, business opportunities, residential opportunities, whether it's multifamily or single family. You know, Enos Park is part of this planning area. So uh, think about those um, recreational things. Uh, we have we have parks. We have the Y Block. We have the, the old state Capitol Plaza. Um, how do we enhance those kind of activities? Uh, to give you some kind of concept, when I was over in Decatur 
I partnered, uh, the city and the park district partnered together to do a master plan for the lakefront in Decatur. And now that's why you see the Devon Amphitheater and the water park and the mountain biking trails and the closed golf course and the new docks and all these different things that are happening over there all came out of this whole master plan idea. And so you look at that in a similar way. What do you want downtown to be? Um, and then, you know, this is going to be a very detailed process. They're cataloging all the buildings. They're cataloging all the vacancies, ground floor, upper floor vacancies. So it's a very involved process. How long do you think this is? Uh, did you know a timeline for mm-hmm. when they want to have this in It should be done in about a year. Uh, they've done some of their pre-work already, the zoning, the current assessment. They've walked every street and every block of the area, uh, put together the current, ass- assess the current situation. Now we're getting the public input, and then the final plan will come out as they finish that and start going through going through the analysis. So this is for downtown and the Mid-Illinois Medical District, which, mm-hmm. if you don't know the precise boundaries, they're on the uh, website that you just yeah. mentioned, Springfield no- Master Plan. North Grand to 9th Street to Walnut to it's, Madison. It's yeah. that simple. Yep. I mean, and we yep. all kind of know what it is. And it could be a pie-in-the-sky thing. It could, I mean, just ideas. They're just looking. Right. Whether, I mean... The feasibility of such things can be determined at a later time. We just kind of maybe this is a little bit of a wish list. Is that a Yeah, private thing? investment really determines the feasibility of something, right? right? I mean, it, it, the market has to support it. I mean, we may want something, but there's, I mean, it's, you know, this just the market's not going to support these things. So you have to blend in what the public wants with the private side, the business case, to make sure we put together something that's, that's feasible. And really, we're the capital city of one of the biggest states in this country. You know, we... <laughs> There's really not a limit to our success and our ability here. Uh, really, it's our, whatever we limit ourselves to. And uh, this has worked in many other places. It will work here if we do it right and get the right amount of input. And I'm confident of it. Yeah, it's um, springfieldmasterplan.com. Mm-hmm. And it's getting a boost with a $150,000 state grant. Illinois Department of Commerce and Economic Opportunity have... Um, but you said work has already kind of started sure. on this anyway right yeah they've, they've assessed the current situation we had a preliminary meeting with downtown and medical district uh, middle one medical district stakeholders but the big public involvement portion is just kicking off right now no one's missed anything you haven't missed any opportunities here this is when we need you to get involved and get your input i mean go ahead there's no such thing as a bad idea <laughs> that's right, right now. Right, but I mean, for developers looking at the area, this helps cut down on these awful contentious zoning hearings that you have sometimes, right? Sure. When you have a master plan like this, we expect the city of Springfield to formally adopt the plan when it's done. And you can go to a developer and say, look, you know, this is an area that we thought might be nice for, you know, uh, leased housing, uh, rental housing, or, you know, multifamily development, rehab of a building. And then the developer also knows what might end up next to them in the future, which is really important, too. Right. So the master plan helps paint that picture and helps show, you know, what's coming, what's going to be there, and helps them be more comfortable with their investment also. A lot of people have ideas. Now's the chance, right? <laughs> right. I do have a question. I yep. mean, the master plan is where we're headed. Jack and I made a, or were talking earlier about the state coming back. I mean, mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. Springfield's lost so much of the state employees, and, and it seems to be a necessary part of where our downtown area is. Sure. I mean, do you see that happening? Right. Uh, our community has to look at the state of Illinois as a major employer, not just a state government entity, yes. right? So that's I think that's really important. So a couple of years ago, the Growth Alliance, my staff and I, we have been meeting with the state of Illinois uh, to help them recruit people to work in Springfield. 
So part of what we do through Thrive and SPI is we put together recruiting materials that tell the story of the community. You know, a last account I saw, there's about a thousand state jobs open in Springfield. So we, I mean, there, there's opportunities to work there for our local folks and we want them to keep those jobs here. So we're actually helping them recruit people into those jobs. Great. Um, you have to look at, you know, it's easy to think that if a business is a public sector business, that it's not the same as a private sector business, but we have to treat them the same way. And we want the state of Illinois to have as many employees here as possible. To do that, we have to work closely with them, just like we would a private company, to say, what can our community do to help you attract people in here? So we are making efforts to do that. Uh, the labor market, or you guys know, the labor market right now is, it's crazy. We have 3,000 more people employed than we did before the pandemic. But everybody I know is looking for workers. And those aren't my numbers. Those are numbers that's that... Real numbers. That's a crazy number. I mean, that's a crazy number yeah, to hear. I had not yes, heard it, that. It, I, had, yeah. I had not either, and that's hard to fathom that... That, that with all the conversations we have. I know. It, it's surprising. You know, nationally, there was a huge shock to the labor market during the pandemic. Sure. Three million people just said, I'm done working. Um, and a lot of that were baby boomers that accelerated their retirements when the stock market, you know, went through the roof during, right. during the pandemic. They pulled the plug and walked away. And then a lot of women uh, of childbearing age end up staying home because there was a lot of uncertainties. You know, the kids are in school this week, out next week, remote this week, all those kind of things. And so it did create an enormous shock to the labor market. Um, But the Federal Bureau of Labor Statistics tracks those local numbers off of those quarterly 941 filings that that you guys send in to pay your your payroll taxes. They chart that, and we watch it too. The cost of labor is way up. I'm sure you've experienced that. It's gone from, it's up 20% on average since the pandemic. Uh, It's just, I've never seen anything like it in the labor market. The average hourly wage of a private employer. I would have said 20%. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm not wanting to factor in the minimum wage increase, but. Right. But that's part of it too, though. Yeah. Sure it is. Yeah. 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 That's, that's part of it. It's. It's it's on its own. It would never have gotten at twenty percent just on the minimum wage increase. I right. mean, that, that's right. just been acceleration. I mean, it's basic economics: a smaller labor force, bigger demand for labor equals a higher price. It's changed so, the I, entire I labor market. <laughs> I said I paid attention to that class. Yeah. <laughs> economics one hundred and one. But it's yeah, it's interesting. You know, reading the Wall Street Journal this weekend, there's uh, consumer spending still up. And two-thirds of the economic activity in our country is driven by consumer spending. And uh, consumers are still, they're still spending money. And it's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with interest rates and how it all settles out. I was in a a conference last month and one of the things that was brought on in the flooring industry, Shaw is a division of Brookshire's, but Mm -hmm. they have tremendous resources. 6% interest on a house is not a bad thing. No. You know, it's actually a healthy thing. And yeah. um, they said that it will still, the housing market nationally is still so far behind. It's going to take a while. It'll help catch up. Yeah. But that has opened up a tremendous amount of other opportunities out there for other people, including jobs. Yeah, the, the interest rates and inflation, though, are really putting a hammer on residential construction. Yes. New construction. I mean, industrial construction, you spread that inflationary cost over, you know, a $10 million project. That's a lot different than trying to spread it over a, 2,500 square foot house. Yes. So but, industrial development. But housing continuing. costs got so expensive so fast. That's, yeah. that was something, something had to curtail that, and that's what you're seeing now. I mean, that's right. it's, it's working. Yeah. That, 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 well, and, you know, inflation control is working on the housing market of sort. The, the, the thing that was interesting in the housing market that we discussed is 
you can refinance a house after the interest rates go up. Right. You can't take the price of lumber down after you build the house. It's an eight dollar stud. Yeah. yeah exactly. Jack, we're not talking about you right now. Oh, and on that note, that's what uh, I meant by good behavior. No. Yeah. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back to two bucks now. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> on on that note, no, anyway, Ryan. This is Mc- great. Uh, yeah, That's... no, I, I love the idea. Th- great discussion. But uh, Spring Downtown Springfield Master Plan. Uh, yep. Give us the deets again. And yeah. uh, SpringfieldMasterPlan.com. Please log on to that website. Provide your input. Keep your eyes and ears open for public meetings. I'm sure we'll be back talking to you guys to yeah. get the word out about those things. We need your input. You know, we want to come up with a great plan, but to do that, we can't do it in a vacuum has to be done with people. So get involved, give us your input, and help us paint that vision for success for the future for downtown Springfield and the medical district. He is the CEO of the Springfield Sangamon Growth Alliance, Ryan McCrady, Thrive in SPI, and our regular segment with those folks. Thanks, Ryan. Always a pleasure. Always great yep. discussion. Appreciate Thanks. you. Thanks, guys. Interesting. Yep. Yep. Thanks. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.